0: And when I learned that, I thought it was just insane that cashews would go halfway across the world to to have the shell removed, right? And so I set out to figure out, one, why was that happening, and then, two, to see uh, what would be the better way to do it, because obviously it has to be done in Tanzania, but I thought that there could be a better way to do it by also involving not only the farmers but the community in that process. So ensuring that more of the value that's created actually reaches the people that that work on those trees, that take care of those trees, that produce these uh, delicious nuts that now everyone loves. You are listening to The Real Leaders Podcast, where
1: leaders keep it real. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and that story comes from ambitious entrepreneur Fahad Awad, the founder of YYTZ, who figured out how to bring more cash To the number one cashew country in the world. On today's episode, learn why farmers receive less money with offshore operations, how to add value to your value chain, and the profits that come along with intentional decision making. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the real Fahad Awad. Enjoy. And welcome everyone to Real Leaders for the Global Goals. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards. Alongside me today, we have Fahad Alwa, the Chief Cashew Officer of YYTZ. Fahad, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, why is YYTZ in the cashew business and what are some of the problems it's aiming to solve?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, so a little bit about myself. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I grew up in Toronto. I was born in Tanzania and I moved back to Tanzania uh, late 2012. And I wanted to do something. I wanted to create value somehow. And I was very aware of the narrative that Africa as a continent produces a lot of commodities, agri commodities, a lot of products, but very little value addition is actually done on the continent. Um, and so I looked at what does Tanzania produce a lot of? And funny enough, Tanzania is the third largest producer of cashews in the world. Mm. Africa produces 60% of the world's cashews, but less than 10 is actually processed on the continent or in the country. And mm. by processing, I simply mean mm. removing the shell. So if you can imagine, these cashews are shipped out to India, to Vietnam, where the shell is removed, and then they end up in countries like the US, which is the largest importer of cashews in the world. And when I learned that, I thought it was just insane that cashews would go halfway across the world to to have the shell removed, right? And so I set out to figure out, one, why was that happening? And then, two, to see uh, what would be the better way to do it, because obviously it has to be done in Tanzania. But I thought that there could be a better way to do it by also involving not only the farmers, but the community in that process. So ensuring that more of the value that's created actually reaches the people that that work on those trees, that take care of those trees, that produce these uh, delicious nuts that now everyone loves. Um, and so the, the, the problem that we're trying to solve or what we're trying to address is, uh, one, the inequity that exists in this value chain. Uh, you can imagine that um, the prices that are paid to, to these growers because they are simply just raw material producers is, is very low. Um, and then also the sustainability aspect because cashews, moving cashews, thousands, millions of tons of cashew around the world, yes. one, to India, Vietnam, to um, process, and then now yeah. back out again to, to, to the U.S., to Europe, uh, is not sustainable. And sometimes even back to Africa. So, for example, South Africa, they import cashews from Vietnam. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so these are the kind of things that we're trying to address, and then also the the inequality. So making sure that more value actually reaches the communities where it's uh, where it's grown.
1: So uh, let me just try to break this down. Yeah. So the cashews are in Tanzania, and they're delicious, yeah. but they're in their shells. But you ship them out to places like India just to break the shell, and then it's yeah. distributed throughout yeah. all of Europe. Yeah. And so you're taking out. That middleman, yeah, and you're bringing more value back to the people that are harvesting the shells themselves, yeah, thus reducing the carbon emissions as well and providing more money into the pocket in the economy, yeah, exactly. Tanzania, okay, I'm there, so at Business Call to Action, yeah. Are you incorporating the SDGs in any
0: sort of way, or is this thing just already baked into the company's theater? It's Yeah, it's it's baked in, right? Mm-hmm. I think what we are what we do is we're looking at, one, how to improve uh, access to, to income for these groups, for the women that we work with and the farmers and communities that we work with. We're trying to improve the sustainability of the cashew um, because, like you said, the carbon uh, footprint that is associated with a cashew nut is one something that a lot of people don't know, but it's in, it's incredible that just by processing in Tanzania you can reduce the footprint by sixty seven percent. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cashews. Yeah. Cashews.
1: Yeah. And why? And why is South America? Not, or South America. Why is South Africa
0: buying for Vietnam too? Isn't Tanzania super close? Yeah, it is. But because of the lack of processing being done in Tanzania. Right. It's they're just, just extra. yeah, it's just, it just, there isn't that, that kernel, that finished product to go to South Africa. Mm. So they end up getting it from other places. I'll give you another example, which, yeah, which is also, um, uh, so Rwanda. Are you familiar with uh, Rwanda, which is just next door to Tanzania, but inland? Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, like their history is that you're referring to, or no, location? Just okay. Location. Yeah. Location. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Rwanda, I was there for a conference last year, the Agra conference. Um, which is Agra is a. I don't know if you're familiar with Agra. It's African Gro- Green Revolution. Um, I'm there. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, It's supported by Bill and the Gates Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, oh, okay. and a lot of uh, development Dang, partners. Okay. Um, so, so they had their conference. And, and what I do whenever I go to anywhere is I go to the supermarket, and I'm trying to see where do the cashews come from, right? And these cashews that I found in the supermarket, one, there was only one pack, one brand. Um, they were from Belgium. So those cashews, they from Belgium, they most likely came, Belgium doesn't produce, so they came from Vietnam, right? Vietnam is the largest exporter to Europe and the largest exporter to the US as well mm. for cashews. They were processed and roasted in, in Belgium, but the origin from Vietnam is actually most likely Africa because 80% of what Africa produces ends up in Vietnam. So they 80% of what they process comes from Africa. Africa produces 60% of the world's cashews. Hmm. So they came from Africa. They went to Vietnam. The shell was removed. They ended up in Belgium. They were roasted and salted. They were packed. And then they were brought back to Africa, to Rwanda, through the port of Tanzania. And you, and you found that out to just, it out that just go into a grocery Yeah. Because I went and I, and, like, and I tried to figure out, okay. So this is, this what is, do you do after that? So after that, one, it's, it's very clear that there's a huge, it's a huge problem, right? And it's, and it's on the production and supply chain side. So one, the first thing I can do is say I know that there is a market for cashews in Rwanda and that I can process them in Tanzania and take them straight to Rwanda without them having to go halfway around the world, right? right? And and also making sure that the value, because if you look at now the value that's created from that cashew, when it's sold and purchased in Rwanda, but the product was produced wholly in Tanzania, all of the value stayed in Africa, Mm. right? Whereas now if it's moving around the world, then it means that the value is also being distributed halfway around the world. And what that leads to is poor farmers. Right. Right? So cashews are expensive in the supermarket, but the people that produce them are still poor. So in theory, could you
1: even drop the price and then still pay the farmers more? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, you can. Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, and have you done that yet? Are your and cashews so, in that store now? So
0: now what we, so this is maybe if we're getting to like how, how we work or what we do, yeah. right? Um, what we've done is we've looked at how do we make this value chain more inclusive, Um, and working with farmers and small women processing groups. So these groups, we found them in the rural communities in Tanzania where cashews are grown. They're farmers. They work with cashew, and they wanted to actually add value. But the biggest problem for them was access to a secure market to sell. Who's going to buy these cashews from us? So we thought, okay, if we're going to do processing, we're not going to do it the traditional big kind of big box way right where you just set up a huge factory you're buying raw cashews and you're spitting out cashews right we wanted to see how can we involve the communities more in this value addition process right. because then if they can participate then we can also pay them more make sure that more value reaches them so what we've done is tried to see how can they participate in the first step of removing the shell something that they were already we found them already doing this mm. so we wanted to see one how can we help improve that for them so providing maybe uh, equipment because a lot of it was being done manually so small machines and i'll give you an example a lady she sits at a cashew table and she can shell maybe 40 kilos a day if she's really good mm-hmm. right with a small semi-automatic machine she can do 600 kilos a day right so it's a 15x jump in productivity for her so if we can give them a the small machines to do this work We buy it from them because they've already removed the shell. The cashew has now a little skin on the inside, like peanuts. You've seen peanuts with the skin. So it has the skin after the shell has been removed. So we buy it now at that stage. So it's already been uh, value-added we mm-hmm. pay them more for it so we're able to pay them 30 to 40 percent more and then we take it now to our factory so we built a factory in zanzibar in tanzania where we finish the processing and wow. we do uh, peeling grading color sorting now we added roasting and flavoring and so we're doing small packs now and those are the those are the kind of products that now you can take to the supermarkets in rwanda and south africa without cashews having to have to go around the world
1: Amazing. Well, Fahad, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Learn more about cashews than I ever thought I would. <laughs> uh, it's not Christmas, but we got the nutcracker. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in uh, to Relius for the Global Goals. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards. And thank you, Fahad, thank coming you, today, Kevin. the chief cashew officer of YYPZ. Thanks so much. And thank you, good people, for hanging on to this episode of The Real Leaders Podcast with Fahad Awad. We hope you enjoyed it. As much as we did, and folks, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Real Leaders podcast, please do so now, or rate and review this channel to let others know what to expect when they come to the show. Also, we've got many upcoming live events with future Real Leaders. If you want to attend live, go online to our website, real-leaders.com/podcast go to live events and just make sure that you RSVP for an upcoming interview with a real leader who is changing the world. That's it for me. Thanks for tuning into this episode and keep it real.